Hare Krishna, welcome to our daily morning Srimad Bhagavatam class. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Giri Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Giri Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana <coughs> Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari <coughs> Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Giri Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Giri Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Jaya Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada. जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्राजक आचार्य अष्टोत्र सत श्री श्रीमद डिवाइन ग्रेस एसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शिल प्रभुपाद की ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जय समवेत भक्त वृंद की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल ऑल ग्लोरी टू द असेंबल्ड डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरी टू द असेंबल्ड डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरी टू द असेंबल्ड डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरी टू श्री श्री गुरु एंड श्री गौरांगा ऑल ग्लोरी टू शिल प्रभुपाद We're continuing our reading from Canto 1, Chapter 15, titled The Pandavas Retire Timely. We're on text 28 today. Please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Cheva Narotamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayam Udhirayet Nashta Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki And this is today's verse. Suta Uvacha Evam Chintayato Jishno Krishna Pada Saroruham Sauhardenatigadhena 
ಶಾಂತಸೀದ್ವಿಮಲಾಮತಿಷ್ಣಪಾದಸರೋರುಹಂ ಸೌಹಾರ್ಧೇನಾತಿಗಾಧೇನ ಶಾಂತಸೀದ್ವಿಮಲಾಮತಿ ಸೂತವಾಚಿಂತಿಷ್ಣಪಾದಸರೋರುಹಂ ಸೌಹಾರ್ಧೇನಾತಿಗಾಧೇನ ಶಾಂತಸೀದ್ವಿಮಲಾಮತಿ ಚಿಂತಿಷ್ಣಪಾದಸರೋರುಹಂ ಸೌಹಾರ್ಧೇನಾತಿಘಾಧೇನ ಶಾಂತಸೀದ್ವಿಮಲಾಮತಿ Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada, Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Word for word translation. Suta Uacha, Suta Goswami said, Evam Das, Chintayatha, while thinking of the instructions, Jishno, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Krishna Pada, the feet of Krishna. Saroruham, resembling lotuses. Sauhardena, by deep friendship. Atigadena, in great intimacy. Shanta, pacified. Asit, it so became vimala without any tinge of material contamination matihi mind translation suta goswami said thus being deeply absorbed in thinking of the instructions of the lord which were imparted in the great intimacy of friendship and in thinking of his lotus feet arjuna's mind became pacified and free from all material contamination please repeat suta goswami said thus being deeply absorbed in thinking of the instructions of the lord which were imparted in the in the great intimacy of friendship and in thinking of his lotus feet arjuna's mind became pacified and free from all material contamination purport since the lord is absolute deep meditation upon him is as good as yogic trance the lord is non different from his name form quality pastimes entourage and specific actions
Krishna began to think of the Lord's instructions to him on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. Only those instructions began to eliminate the tinges of material contamination in the mind of Arjuna. The Lord is like the sun. The sun's appearance means immediate dissipation of darkness or ignorance. And the Lord's appearance within the mind of the devotee can at once drive away the miserable material effects. Lord Chaitanya has therefore recommended constant chanting of the name of the Lord for protection from all contamination of the material world. The feeling of separation from the Lord is undoubtedly painful to the devotee. But because it is in connection with the Lord, it has a specific transcendental effect which pacifies the heart. Feelings of separation are also sources of transcendental bliss and they are never comparable to contaminated material feelings of separation. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuron Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Utapadakamalam Shri Guron Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindo Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyasya Kripa Sindhubhyayevacha Patita Nam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Shunyavadi Pashatyade Shatarine Yeah, this is a really amazing section of uh, the Srimad Bhagavatam where Arjuna is remembering about uh, his different interactions with Krishna and then he is answering Yudhishthir Maharaj's questions on the Yudhishthir Maharaj was really worried about why Arjuna was so late because he was he was in Dwarka and he's he hadn't come back in months. Then Yudhishthir Maharaj in the previous chapter asks him so many different questions and finally he asks the question that he didn't want to ask to to really has Krishna left the planet because he he's He's asking so many different things. Have you disrespected the brahmanas? Have, have the have the people in Dwarka not treated you properly? So many different things. And then finally he asks, or is it uh, what we've been fearing? Has Krishna left the planet? 
and that is the case krishna had actually left the planet and arjuna here uh, is now in in this great feeling of separation from krishna and the relationship that arjuna and krishna had like this verse describes is was of great intimate friendship it was just not any normal friendship but they were really intimate friends and in in the previous verses arjuna is remembering how uh, krishna and arjuna would uh, joke between them arjuna would sarcastically say things about krishna it, it was that level of in- intimacy that krishna and arjuna shared and then he is so devastated about krishna's disappearance and in the and in the previous verses uh, arjuna is saying how in the battlefield of kurukshetra he was um, so he was able to defeat all the great kings of the world because all all the people who were there who were assembled in kurukshetra were not ordinary uh, warriors they were extraordinary warriors like bhishma dev was there dronacharya was there uh, even the uh, many among the kauravas and and the allies of the kauravas they were not uh, you could not easily fight fight with them and defeat them they were really extraordinary um, warriors so Arjuna is thinking about how in Kurukshetra he was able to defeat all these amazing warriors. But after Krishna left the planet, uh, he he remembers in text 21, uh, 20 and 21, how all his powers seems to have gone. <laughs> he he remembers, uh, oh emperor, now I'm separated from my friend and dear most well-wisher, the supreme personality of Godhead, and therefore my heart appears to be void of everything in his absence have been defeated by a number of infidel cowherd men while i was guarding the guarding the bodies of the wives of krishna right arjuna the the the, the greatest warrior of his times and probably of all times uh, is not able to guard the wives of krishna after krishna had left the planet from these infidel cowherd men <laughs> he says uh, he's thinking about how he has lost all his power uh, and this is um, our situation also in this world, right? We are uh, incredible if we are connected to Krishna. <laughs> we have all the potency that we can ever expect, but instead we are so disconnected from Krishna that we have lost all luster. This is also one of the points that Yudhishthir Maharaj, when, when Arjun is uh, entered uh, Yudhishthir Maharaj's presence, uh, Bhagavatam describes here he had lost all his luster, right? And uh, Krishna describes the qualities of the spirit soul in, in, in the Bhagavad Gita and one of it is it's, it's amazing. People look at the spirit soul with great amazement and it's so bright and it's uh, effulgent, the, the spirit soul. And that is who we are. We are really effulgent and we are bright and shining and we have lost all this luster because we have disconnected ourselves from Krishna. Prabhupada often gives this example of the spark of fire. Right? We are, we are bright and effulgent as long as we are connected to the actual source of the fire. And once a spark falls away from the fire, then it loses its, uh, heat and light and all its qualities. So that is the, uh, the, the situation of all of us in this material world. We've tried to disconnect ourselves from Krishna and we're trying to enjoy separate from Krishna and it's not going so well. <laughs> we are put into this a duality of this material world. Sometimes it seems to be happy, sometimes there is sorrow and there is this constant flux that uh, happens to us. 
And this is a very nice verse on how we can actually get out of all this material contamination, right? Bhagavatam is practically demonstrating to us uh, on what is the solution for this. Because this is the nature of this world, is that this is a nat- uh, world of du- duality. Um, and Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that somebody who is sober is not affected by the by the duality of this world. He says, Matras parshastu kaunteya sitoshna sukadukkada agama paino nityas tam stitikshasva bharata that the uh, the matras parshas to kaunteya in the sense when the senses are attracted to the sense objects in this world right uh, we are going through this constant uh, heat and cold uh, rainy rain and sh- uh, shine this dualities that are there in this world and a sober person is krishna says is not bewildered by such a change how can we become sober <laughs> is the question, right? Okay, if I become sober, then I'll not really be affected by all these uh, changes that are happening and I can be peaceful. Um, and Arjuna here was in great anxiety. He was, his mind was really agitated. He was, his mind was really troubled because Krishna was, uh, he, Krishna had left the planet and he was defeated by these so-called cowherd men, which are which were not cowherd men, it's Krishna and his associates who actually came. That's a separate pastime. But um, what gives uh, peace or what pacifies Arjuna is deep absorption in thinking of the instructions of the Lord. Right? Krishna spoke all these instructions to Arjuna in the battlefield of Kurukshetra. And when he is thinking about it and he's going back to this deep absorption of this instruction... And in thinking of the lotus feet of the Lord, Arjuna became pacified and free from all contamination, material contamination. This is the solution for us to uh, be peaceful. The Bhagavad Gita Krishna says, Bhoktaram Yajnatapasam Sarvaloka Maheshuram Surdam Sarvabhutanam Jnatvamam Shantim Ruchiti. Prabhupada says this is the peace formula. If you want to be peaceful in the world, this is the formula. And what is the formula? Bhoktaram Yajnatapasam. That we're doing all these sacrifices and austerities in this world not in not just in terms of the fire sacrifices right? just going to the work sacrificing so much and we doing so much austerities working 10 hours 12 hours 14 16 whatever we need to do to keep our life going we think i have to enjoy the results because i've put in all that i've sacrificed so much i've put in all the uh, efforts and i've become taken so much trouble to do all these things and the result that comes to me, I have to enjoy. But Krishna says, I am the enjoyer of all sacrifice and austerities. And Krishna says, Sarva Loka Maheshwaram. Is that he is the controller and master of all the lokas or all the uh, uh, universes. And this is the problem also is that we think that we are the masters and controllers <laughs> and then we think we can control everything but very soon if we are here for a few years in the material world you know that you are not the controller. There's so so many things that are completely out of your control. And the, the problem is when we start feeling that we are the controllers and the masters there is great frustration when things are not in our control. And we get really frustrated and angered and we do things in that uh, consciousness that are completely uh, against our welfare. And Sarva Loka Maheshwaram. Krishna says, He is the 
benefactor. He is the well-wisher, uh, well-wisher of all living entities. And this is the same thing also. We think we are the best friends of everybody. Why is this person not listening to what I'm saying? I'm saying it. <laughs> and then there is uh, unnecessary uh, conflict and problems in this world. And Krishna says, Gyatva Maam Shantimrish. Whoever knows these three things, that I am the well-wisher of all living entities, I am the master and com- controller of all the, all the worlds, and I am the uh, enjoyer of all the sacrifices and austerities, then such a person is actually peaceful in this world. So, <clears throat> this is the formula. So, once we actually accept Krishna's supremacy, and then we actually know what our constitutional position is, that we are the servants of the Lord, then we can actually approach the Lord in this mood of servants, and then we can start thinking about Krishna. And then how do we start thinking about Krishna? It is not that we can start thinking about Krishna or looking at Krishna. Uh, Prabhupada says, don't directly go to Krishna's face. <laughs> you have to take, uh, uh, you have to take darshan of Krishna from his lotus feet. That is the proper way to take, uh, uh, darshan of Krishna. And the Srimad Bhagavatam, the first two cantos are the lotus feet of Krishna. It's called the Pada Padma, right? The Krishna's lotus feet. And that's what Prabhupada always said, you have to always start from Krishna's lotus feet. Even when looking at the Lord, when we come to the temple, when we take darshan of the Lord, we come and take look uh, uh, look at the beautiful uh, deities we have here, Shri Radha Kalachanji, and the other deities in the altar. Uh, we start taking darshan from their lotus feet. And that's the principle when reading Srimad Bhagavatam also, because Srimad Bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of Krishna. It is non-different from Krishna. Uh, the the sages in Naimisharanya, this verse is spoken by Sutta Goswami. So the setting of Bhagavatam is in this uh, great forest called Naimisharanya. And there are all these great sages who are assembled there. The beginning of Kali Yuga, and then they are trying to perform a great uh, fire sacrifice. And they've been doing it for <laughs> many, many, many thousands of years. And the Bhagavatam says the result of all that was that it was just black suit all over their body. <laughs> so, Sutta Goswami enters that uh, uh, assembly. And then the sages are asking these wonderful questions uh, to Sutta Goswami. And one of the questions that they ask is that, Sutta Goswami, now that Krishna has left the planet... Where should we take shelter of? Because we were taking shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna. But Krishna has now left the planet. Uh, what should we do now? And then Sutta Goswami replies that Krishna sudamo pagate dharma jnana dibhisaha kalau nashta drishamesha puranarko dunoditaha. That Krishna has left this planet and along with him dharma and jnana has also left. <laughs> that uh, religious principles and knowledge has also left along with Krishna. But there is something that's wonderful that has arisen like the sun. Uh, that is the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavata Purana, has risen like the beautiful sun that can actually dissipate all the ignorance of this world and we can take shelter of Srimad Bhagavatam. So Srimad Bhagavatam is non-different from Krishna. It is the literary incarnation of Krishna. And the first two cantos are the lotus feet of Krishna, then the third and Fourth are the uh, the thighs of Krishna. The fifth, I think, is the belly. Sixth and seventh are the arms of Krishna. Eighth, uh, 
uh, is the chest, ninth is the neck, tenth canto is the beautiful face of Krishna, eleventh is the forehead of Krishna, and twelfth is his crown. And uh, the five chapters uh, of Ras Leela in the tenth canto are are uh, is is beautiful smile, Krishna's beautiful smile. So <clears throat> Prabhupada says. For us to actually approach Krishna, we have to approach him from his lotus feet. So when we constantly meditate on the first two cantos of Srimad Bhagavatam and all our gross materialistic desires are gone, then we can uh, start uh, approaching higher and higher and higher. And then we can reach Krishna's smiling face uh, in the in the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. right? And this is something that is... Uh, very necessary for us in in uh, the nectar of devotion uh, Srila Rupa Goswami uh, talks about the 64 limbs of bhakti 64 things that we can act, we have to actually practice during our sadhana bhakti or regulated devotional service that can that will actually help us progress in our path of bhakti and among those 64 uh, Rupa Goswami picks five that are most important uh, among those 64 and one of that is deity worship, right? Which is through which we can actually perfect our practice of uh, bhakti. And there are so many things uh, that are really amazing about deity worship. Where Krishna is personally present, we are able to serve Krishna uh, directly. Which is a great privilege for all of us uh, who have... Uh, who have the opportunity to do so, right? So there are two ways, right? Once you can, uh, you can come to the temple and then take darshan of the Lord. That in itself is one of the limbs of devotional service. The, uh, Sri Rupa Goswami mentions several uh, limbs of devotional service that are associated with uh, the deities or deity worship. So uh, Rupa Goswami says one must render personal service to the deities. So for this, we have to get qualified. Um, for in our in our international society of Krishna consciousness, those who are second initiated uh, can actually perform direct service uh, to the deities. They can do puja, they can dress the deities, they can bathe the deities, they can put the deities to rest, they can wake the deities up. You you have this opportunity to perform direct service to the Lord, to to Lord who is non different. We are actually Kalachanji here is Krishna Himself, right? Krishna is present mer- very mercifully. Uh, so that we can render direct service to him and purify ourselves. Uh, Rupa Goswami says, another limb of bhakti is, one must touch the lotus feet of the deity. So these are things that uh, people who have the qualification to uh, worship the deity can do. But even others who don't have this qualification to directly worship the deity can do so many things that can actually purify um, uh, purify ourselves. Right? Rupa Goswami says, one must see the deity, deity with great devotion. When we come into the temple, when we are seeing Krishna, it's not that, oh Krishna, I am here. <laughs> uh, it's not the, that's not the mood. We are, we are here in the presence of Krishna himself and then we have to take darshan of Krishna with Great devotion, starting from his lotus feet. Uh, Rupa Goswami says, one must pray to the deity for his mercy. We should come and pray in front of Krishna, because only Krishna can bestow that mercy upon us. Of course, the the Vaishnavas, because they are great devotees of the Lord. 
And Rupa Goswami says, one should remember the deity. Think about it. When we come, we take darshan of Kalachanji. And he's so beautifully decorated. And then when we go back home, can we remember what color dress Kalachanji was wearing? How he was decorated? What his ankle... Uh, uh, anklets were, what color it was, what kind of flute uh, Krishna was holding that day. So many different uh, things that we can remember, right? Uh, Gopal Prabhu in the in the Mangalarti has the Krishna quiz. <laughs> he asks the devotees uh, different uh, questions on uh, what the devotees were, uh, the deities were wearing and things like that. So this is uh, the proper way to take darshan of uh, Krishna. Uh, and uh, Rupa Goswami says, one should meditate upon the deity. This is very essential, right? This is exactly what uh, Arjuna is doing here. He is remembering the instructions of Krishna and he is thinking or meditating on Krishna's lotus feet. And just by doing this, Krishna's mind becomes pacified and all his material contaminations are vanished. And uh, Rupa Goswami continues, he says, one must recite notable prayers. This is something that we can do when we come and take darshan of the deities, right? We, we, we take darshan of the deities from lotus feet all the way up and then we offer some prayers that we can offer the Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita are so full of prayers that we can offer that whichever we like we can pick that not just we have to recite everything in Sanskrit in whichever language we want to we can recite these prayers to Krishna and Krishna can will understand it one of the uh, qualities of Krishna the uh, this Krishna uh, Rupa Goswami describes Krishna has 64 qualities Right, the, this uh, he has unlimited qualities, but Krishna has 64 prominent qualities, and one of it is he's an expert linguist. Krishna can converse in so many different languages, not just with human beings. He, Rupa Goswami says, he can always also converse with the animals in in their own languages and whatnot. And Krishna is bhava grahi janadana. He looks at our bhava. He looks at our mood rather than whether we are pronouncing things perfectly or whatnot. So. We can pick prayers and then we can offer our, offer those prayers to Krishna. And even better, we can write our own prayers also. <laughs> if we have that, uh, uh, capacity to write poetry or whatnot, right? So there are so many different aspects that we can do just by coming to the temple. And that is why Krishna has so mercifully come in the form of the deity, uh, so that those who are <clears throat> completely disconnected from Krishna can come in his presence and slowly, slowly associate with Krishna in so many different ways in this temp- in, 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 the, in the temple. And this is uh, the beginning stage of bhakti. Right? The Kanishta Adhikari is given this opportunity. The neophyte devotee is given this opportunity where he can come and uh, worship the deity and slowly, slowly purify himself. And this is something that is very practical. I've seen devotees who are who who are dressing the deities, dressing Kalachandi or any deity uh, on the altar. They they'll, they'll prepare their place the previous day. They are constantly thinking about how am I going to dress Krishna? What jewelry should I uh, uh, should I decorate him with? Uh, all these different kinds of thought processes are this remembrance of Krishna is constantly going on for at least a day, which is incredible. We, Right? How, how many of us think of Krishna constantly for, a, for an entire day? But just by doing this uh, deity worship, we get this opportunity 
to constantly remember Krishna. How, what am I going to do? How am I going to dress Krishna? It's, this is incredible, uh, this meditation. And this is very essential for us when we are uh, beginning our uh, path of devotional service. This constant remembrance slowly, slowly becomes very fixed. And you can remember Krishna in many, many ways. Right? It's not just the the de- form form of the Lord, just even the instruction of the Lord. Krishna, uh, Krishna, uh, Prabhupada says in this purport that since Krishna is absolute, the the meditation on Him, uh, on His name, form, activities, pastimes, entourage is non-different. So, this is uh, our uh, path for purification. And this is bhakti. This is so sublime that Krishna is allowing us to do this. Uh, Krishna is so merciful that Krishna is allowing us to do this. And once we do this, we actually eliminate all our material contamination. This is the only way to eliminate all our material contamination. Because there are so many different methods in which you can perfect your life. Prabhupada gives an example that since the Lord is absolute, deep meditation upon Him is as good as yogic trance. To actually come to this path, uh, 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 to this uh, stage of yogic trance is a really difficult thing. This is basically samadhi. Right? We are constantly remembering and thinking of Krishna. And the yogis actually do this in uh, eight steps. It's called the Ashtanga Yoga system. And it's a very difficult process. Krishna actually describes this in the sixth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. And then Arjuna says, Krishna, this is very difficult. <laughs> what you're saying is very nice to hear, but it's really, really difficult to actually do it. Because what Krishna describes is you have to go to the forest, sit in a place that's not too high, that's not too low. You have to sit on a kusha grass and concentrate upon the tip of your nose. Constantly, your eyes half open, half closed. Like incredible things that you have to do. And even before that, you have to follow yama and niyama. And then you have to do pranayama, control your breath. And then you have to do asanas to control your body and so many different types of things. But eventually when you perfect that and perfect that and perfect that, you'll come to a point which is samadhi. But yet when you perform bhakti, you're you're doing that exact same thing. But just by remembering Krishna's names, Krishna's forms, Krishna's pastimes, Krishna's associates, entourage, Prabhupada says, in this way we can actually come to the point of samadhi very easily. And <clears throat> this is what is going to actually pacify us of all our uh, material hankering. We are going to have reverses, reversals in this world. It is a given. It's not going to be nice and rosy all the time in this material world. This is Dukhalayam and Ashashvatam. We are going to have misery in this world. This this is a world of temporary uh, nature. So, we try in so many different ways when we have reversals to get out of it. Right? Think people in this material world, they might go and drink alcohol or whatever. Right? I'm going to forget all the misery that, that that I have in this world. They might do so many different things going to a going to a movie to forget what's happening. Oh, those three hours, I just want to forget what's happening in my life. So many different things that we try to do to actually get out of this miserable situation that we are in. But the only thing that can actually help us get out of this miserable situation is uh, chanting the names of the Lord, remembering the pastimes of the Lord, hearing about the pastimes of the Lord. These activities are the only activities that are actually going to give us 
uh, from uh, the material contamination that are actually going to pacify us. And we see here in the in the case of Arjuna also that Arjuna mind Arjuna's mind becomes pacified just by thinking about Krishna's instructions uh, from the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna is instructing Arjuna personally, and we also have the same instructions available to us. Since it, how many of us have tried this when we are really confused about certain things? We open up Srila Prabhupada, we really pray to Srila Prabhupada, and we open up the book randomly, and then Prabhupada's purport answers uh, to our question. We've all had this experience of uh, the book directly talking to us, right? So Krishna is there, present personally in his instructions, in his books. Prabhupada says, um, uh, this reporter asks Srila Prabhupada, right? Swamiji, what will happen to your movement after you die? And Prabhupada says, I will never die. I will always live in my books. Right? Prabhupada is personally present here for all of us through his books. And Krishna is present here in his words, in the, in the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam. Krishna is present. And by constantly associating with Krishna, we can come to the point where uh, we can actually be free from all our material contaminations and become happy. Right? This is the use, perfect use of our intelligence. We are using our intelligence to do so many different things by constantly upgrading technologies or whatever. Uh, thinking that is what is going to give us happiness. But Prabhupada says, this is not the proper use of intelligence. You you know how an atomic uh, nuclear uh, science works and then you use it to create atom bombs to kill so many people. That is not the proper use of intelligence. The proper use of intelligence is to actually think, what will actually give me a permanent relief from this material world? And then slowly when we start thinking of it, we come to higher principles, not just uh, how can I get free from this material miseries, but there is something even more beautiful. I am the servant of the Lord and I have a relationship with the Lord. Just like how Arjuna has uh, the relationship of intimate friendship with the Lord, all of us have this very intimate relationship with the Lord in, in five different ways, right? In reality, in servitorship, in friendship, in parental relationship and in conjugal relationship. We all have this relationship with Krishna. And this is just, uh, we've forgotten about this relationship. And Chaitanya Charitamrita says, Krishna Surya Sama Maya Haya Andakar Jaha Krishna Taha Maya Nahi Adhikar That Krishna is like the sun and Maya is like darkness. The illusion that we are in, in this material world is like that of darkness. Jaha Krishna Taha Mayar Nahi Adhikar. When Krishna is there, there is no question of Maya. When the sun is there, there is no question of darkness. Right? That's what Srila Prabhupada is saying uh, in the purport also. That <clears throat> the Lord is like the sun. The sun's appearance means immediate dissipation of darkness or ignorance. This is a fact. right? Prabhupada would always say, chant and be happy. Chant and be happy. When we are chanting, we are constantly in the presence of Krishna. And then there is no way that there is going to be ignorance present when Krishna is present. There is no way that there is going to be misery uh, present when Krishna is present. But yet we might think that Arjuna is so miserable here. right? Arjuna being such an intimate friend of Krishna is feeling so miserable. He's crying, his heart is aching. It's incredible pain that Arjuna is uh, in, we might think, when reading the pages of uh, this chapter. But Prabhupada clarifies that the feelings of separation are also sources of transcendental bliss. That is the nature of spiritual uh, relationships. Right? Just because 
the feeling of separation from the Lord is undoubtedly painful to the devotee, but because it is in connection with the Lord, it has a specific transcendental effect. This is the this is in fact the highest uh, transcendental bliss that anyone can ever experience. Um, love in separation. That is what Arjuna is experiencing here. His most beloved Lord, his most beloved friend has left the planet. He's in incredible separation from Krishna. And externally it might seem like he's shedding so many, so much tears and he's lamenting. And yet this thinking about Krishna in separation is, Prabhupada says, has a transcendental effect. It is not like the normal material separation that we might feel of our loved one. This is the separation of the Lord. And similarly, when we are constantly hearing, this is what Krishna says, right? This is something that Krishna repeats twice in the Bhagavad Gita, right? Not many things Krishna repeats twice, but this instruction he repeats twice in the 9th chapter and again in the 18th chapter. Arjuna, always think of me. Be my devotee, worship me, offer obeisances to me, and then you will, you will come back to me. This is, this is the essence of Krishna consciousness. This is the greatest secret, right? Krishna says in the ninth chapter is, it's in the middle of the Bhagavad Gita. It's, it's like the sandwich. You have to come all the way into the ninth chapter to actually know the greatest secret. It's called, uh, the king of all knowledge, Raja Vidya. Krishna says that Raja Vidya, Raja Guhyam, Pavitram Idam Uttamam. Hmm? Which one? Oh, came back again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no problem. This is good. Um, so this is uh, this is Krishna's instruction. Man mana Always think of me, and then we can relieve ourselves of all our contamination. And then actually come to this point where we can know our relationship with Krishna. This Prabhupada says is Swarup Siddhi. Prabhupada has actually given a class on this verse. It's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing class. I would encourage all of you to listen to that class. And Prabhupada says we can actually come to this point where we know our relationship with Krishna. And this is uh, our perfection of our Swarupa or our actual identity. And in that identity... <laughs> When we actually achieve that perfection, we know that we are separate, we are in separation from Krishna. Right? We can actually experience what Arjuna is experiencing. And that will give us the, the highest uh, satisfaction or bliss that we can ever experience in this material world. And that is what this entire process of bhakti is for, to actually reawaken us to our actual identity of who we actually are. We've forgotten that and we're here in this material world doing all kinds of things that we think will make us happy. But the only thing that will make us happy are the constant remembrance of Krishna's name, form, pastimes, activities. This is what Rupa Goswami says in the Nectar of Instruction. Uh, he, he dedicates two verses that are very similar They're, they, among 11 verses in the, in the Upadesha Amrita. There are only 11 verses and he says two verses that are so similar, which is text 7 and text 8. Um, Rupa Goswami says <clears throat> that he compares our existence in this material world to that of a person having jaundice. And the cure for jaundice, Rupa Goswami says, is sugar candy. But for a person who has jaundice, the sugar candy is very, very bitter. But once this person who has jaundice constantly takes this sugar candy, over time he, he can actually, he, is get, he gets cured of this jaundice and then he can actually taste the sweetness of the sugar candy. And Rupa Goswami compares this to 
సత్కృష్ణ నామ చరితాది సితాపి అవిద్య నామ రూప చరిత రూప గోస్వామి సేస్ వెన్ వీఆర్ కాన్స్టెంట్లీ హియరింగ్ ద నేమ్స్ వీఆర్ సీయింగ్ ద ఫార్మ్ ఆఫ్ ద లార్డ్ వీఆర్ హియరింగ్ ద పాస్ట్ టైమ్స్ ఆఫ్ ద లార్డ్ దెన్ ఇనిషియలీ ఇట్ ఇస్ వెరీ బెటర్ ఇట్స్ వెరీ హార్డ్ అండ్ యూఆర్ యూ నాట్ ఏబుల్ టు కాన్స్టెంట్లీ హియర్ యూఆర్ నాట్ ఏబుల్ టు కాన్స్టెంట్లీ చాన్ ద నేమ్స్ ఆఫ్ ద లార్డ్ యూర్ నాట్ ఏబుల్ టు కాన్స్టెంట్లీ సీ ద లార్డ్ టేక్ దర్శన్ ఆఫ్ ద లార్డ్ బట్ వీ కీప్ డూయింగ్ దిస్ వీ కీప్ డూయింగ్ దిస్ వీ కీప్ ప్రాక్టీసింగ్ దిస్ అండ్ ఓవర్ టైమ్ దిస్ హాస్ అన్ ఇన్క్రెడిబుల్ ఎఫెక్ట్ ఆఫ్ క్లియరింగ్ అవర్ మెటీరియల్ కంటామినేషన్ రూపగోస్వామి సేస్ దిస్ టేక్స్ ఇట్ అవుట్ ఫ్రమ్ ద రూట్ ఇట్స్ నాట్ what do you say uh, uh, surface treatment <laughs> this is like an open heart surgery it, it goes to the root of the problem and takes it out from the root tadgata moolahantri and then what do we do after we are purified rupa goswami says then this is the essence of all instructions right tan nama roopa charitaadi sukirtananos smrityor kramena rasana manasi niyojya tishtan vrajet tad anuragi jananagami kalam nayed akilam ityupadesha saram that the essence of all instruction is that we are constantly remembering the names forms activities pastimes of the lord and then we are living in raja following a devotee who is perfected uh, his relationship with raja this is raganuga bhakti that rupagoswami is describing and rupagoswami says this is the essence of all instruction that krishna repeats the same thing twice manmana bhav mad bhakto madhya jivam namaspuru and rupa goswami also says, this is the essence of all instruction he says this twice also that constant remembrance of the names forms activities and pastimes of the lord will clear us of all contamination then once we are relieved you also keep contemplating on the names forms activities pastimes so that you achieve perfection of uh, of your life where we can rediscover our uh, relationship with krishna because this is already there um shrav- uh, what is this verse um this this is propad often quotes this uh, from chaitanya charitamrita it says shravanaadi shuddhe chitta kareya udaya i forget the nitya siddha krishna prema sadhya kabunai shravanaadi shuddhe chitta kareya udaya chaitanya charitamrita says nitya siddha krishna prema that this krishna prema is eternally present in all in all of us it is not something that we have to get externally prabhupad gives this example of a child walking right when a child is born uh, it cannot walk but the child is able to walk only because there is this ability of walking in that child or if there is no ability f- of walking in this child you can try f- however you want or how much ever you want you will never be able to walk right but since there is this ability in a child to walk then the child is able to practice and practice and it falls down and stands up and falls down and stands up but at some point is able to walk and even run right so similarly all of us have bhakti in all of us this love for krishna krishna prema is already present in all of us we don't need to get it externally from some, somewhere else shravanaadi shuddhe chitta karaya udai when we constantly hear about krishna's name form past times and entourage this chitta or consciousness is cleansed and then our relationship with krishna this krishna prema the love for krishna is udaya it rises like the sun right uh, that is the nature of uh, bhakti so these are some of the thoughts that i had on this verse is there any questions or comments <laughs> especially think about uh, how somebody who so powerful might t- take it right 
like krishna says uh, arjuna says the same gandiva right this his bow was renowned all over the universe for arjuna was known for his bow i'm having the same bow i'm having the same arrows i'm having the same ability but yet i'm losing to these cowherd boys of they're not even like kshatriyas right? they they these cowherd men that i'm losing to and this is uh, this is also remarkable we see in this chapter the chapter is pandavas retire timely and what you say is very appropriate here because krishna is constantly enforcing to arjuna at that time of his life when he was in the battlefield of kurukshetra that arjuna you cannot run away this is your duty you're a warrior you have to fight and yet the same instruction when arjuna is thinking about now right he's remembering those instructions from krishna he gets a different instruction now now for them it's time to retire you're, you're done it you're not a warrior anymore you're not this anymore not that anymore the same instructions of krishna from the bhagavad gita is now telling arjuna that okay arjuna you have to retire now it's incredible isn't it that uh, a spiritual master says this that uh, the reading uh, spiritual spiritual books right it's not like a linear thing oh i've read this book and i'm done it's not like the material education first grade Oh, I'm done with first grade, second grade. But it's like a spiral, right? We're, we're reading this again and again and again. We're coming to the same point. But every time we came, come to the same point, it's a little bit higher and a little bit higher and a little bit higher. So as we progress in our path of bhakti, the same instruction that we we are we were reading 10 years back might, might give us a different perspective uh, 10 years later, right? Which would be the perfect thing for us at that time. Uh, whereas 10 years back, whatever instruction we got was the perfect thing. at that time so this is the nature of krishna's instructions also is that it's not one dimensional you cannot just say oh krishna said this you do no it's time and place and circumstance so many different things have to be taken into account and the same instruction for one person might be the exact opposite to another person and even for the same person the same instruction at one point of time in his life might be the exact opposite at a different point of time in his in his life so this is and this is we see this constantly in the pages of bhagavatam that uh, the devotees when they are in different stages of their life the same instruction uh, is is different they they say okay this is the time for me to do this and they leave everything and go away but that's a very nice point <laughs> that and this is our so dharma right dharma means our duty all of us are born with certain natures and based on our natures we have certain duties to do we should perform those duties but we should not lose sight of what our actual dharma is that's why krishna says sarva dharman paridyacha mamekam shanad krishna is talking about so many different kinds of dharma throughout the bhagavad gita and krishna says twice this instruction right if you don't work according to your nature you are going you are going to incur only sinful reactions even if you can perform the duty of somebody else perfectly you better perform imperfectly your own duty your own nature because over time you'll not be able to sustain it and what not in so many different things but yet in the end krishna is bringing arjuna's focus back to say that oh all these duties are there you have to do it but don't forget about the most important duty of you surrendering to me right bhakti is paro dharma these are all material dharma born of our out of our bodies if you're a man you're a woman you're you're in a certain situation you're in a certain ashrama these are all Uh, materially uh, uh, decided but all of us have a separate eternal duty that all of us have to perform which is bhakti so that's where we all have to eventually come to and performing our duty according to our natures helps us come to that point it's like a framework where at some point we can actually get out and prabhupad gives this example of uh, 
Vishwamitra in, in the Bhagavad Gita. Where Vishwamitra was a Kshatriya. Uh, he was a king. But over lots and lots of penance and austerities, he became a devotee of the Lord and he, he was doing Brahminical work, right? Prabhupada writes in that, in, in, in the purport, he says that once you become a devotee, then all these are, you, you're not within the framework of this Varnashram. You have to, once you're purified completely, right? Then you can practically do, uh, any activity and it'll still be perfect. But until we are not purified, this structure of Varnashram actually helps us a little bit to, Push us through because it, it's easier if we work according to our natures. That's what it is. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Any question? Okay. We'll stop here then. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Shila Prabhupad ki jai.